What's up, everybody? Welcome to Save Your Game, a podcast about faith and dirty things. Reunited once again. It feels so good. <laughs> My name is Nathan Story, alongside, like actually alongside uh, me. We're literally sitting inches apart on the couch. It's it's adorable. <laughs> you should, we should take a picture. We it's actually kind of sweaty. but Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> kind of hot in here with all these electronic devices. But this is Zeke. Hey, I'm Zeke. How's it going, Zeke? It's going pretty good. Good. So how's it going for you? It's great. You know, I'm I'm here uh, uh, in char- in the the CLT as we were just mm. calling it uh, for Nathan's birthday. Hey, it's my birthday. Hey, you're about to be uh, one <laughs> one year older and three years tanner. What? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I don't know how it goes. Something like that. Mm. Yeah, it's my birthday. <laughs> we uh, we have the window open. Frogs are chirping. Are they birds, chirping or are they croaking? Do, do fro- oh, frogs are croaking, okay. birds are chirping, <laughs> chirping. <laughs> I just did an Ermagird. Ermagird, chirping. Here's, here's what happens when you take a day off from work and you're on vacation. Oh. Nathan is having his house renovated downstairs. Um, and it's uh, it, there are buzz saws in the background. I'm sorry for that. But that's okay. It's all uh, right. This is what happens when, when two guys kind of work really hard and take a couple of days off and then just sit around and play games all day mm. is language kind of falls apart. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, Plus, this has been a long weekend. It kind of, yeah, we've been we've been pretty busy. Um, mm. Zeke got in Saturday, surprised me. It's pretty awesome. There's a strange man on my door. <laughs> Laura opened the door. And here's the thing. So Laura, Laura is kind of tentative about people coming to our home. She, she, we're pretty private, and, and she feels kind of weird when people knock on our door. Especially this day and age. It's just yeah. not a thing that people really do that much anymore. The Three's Company theme song would not work for you guys. No, it would not. Coming up on our door. We have not been waiting for you. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, the doorbell rings. We run downstairs, and Laura is, like, eager to open the door. And I'm like... <laughs> This is weird. You had this, like... This is weird. You had this, like, look when she opened the door of, like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, who is it? It's a kid selling candy. Well, don't open it. They might be a murderer. You know, that's our typical... <laughs> that's what happens. But, uh, yeah, so Zeke got here Saturday. Um, you said, you said, what are you doing here? And I said, <laughs> your wife invited me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With the tone of, let me in. <laughs> But it was super awesome. It was a great surprise, and so we uh, had a. I had a busy day yesterday at work, and uh, today I took it off for my birthday, and so we finally got to just have some downtime and hang out, play some games, and play some games. Uh, it's been what, fun. You, what, what have you been playing? So we've been playing Metro Redux, that collection that came out remastered on the PlayStation Four, start, starting with the first one. So there's Metro Twenty Three and then Metro Last Light. Yeah. So I played a good chunk of the the first one today. It's it's pretty cool. It's That's Metro Twenty Three starring uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that Joel Schumacher film. Uh, <laughs> um, so is it twenty? Did I say twenty three? You did. It's twenty thirty three. Twenty thirty three. Yeah. Sorry about that, folks. As in the year two thousand thirty three. I assume. Yeah, I don't know if they've actually said it in the game. I probably haven't been paying attention. Close I, th- I think that's the point. Right. Maybe no. So so it's no. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Zeke, it was an Xbox 360 and PC game? Yeah. It never came to the PS... Play, never came to PlayStation platforms. Right. Last Light did. Came to PS3, I believe. Yeah, that's right, yeah. PS3. Uh, so they put them together, you know, put some, uh, you know, current gin... Put some spit spit, shi- yeah, yeah. spit shine on it. Did a little elbow grease and uh, <laughs> polished up the graphics and stuff. And they're cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. Really story-driven kind, kind of survival horror. We were talking, it seems a little... More shooter than survival horror. Yeah, uh, yeah. but they're fun. And I spent all morning. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> exploring vast mystical worlds in fairy legends of Babylon. And I have to admit, I I teased Zeke relentlessly for for playing this. And I think I I remember playing a demo for it when it was released on PS3. But watching him play it all morning and. We do, we do this weird thing, and I think we've talked about this on the show yeah, before, we <laughs> where it, we're just cool playing different games in the same room. Like, yeah. that's just, that's relaxing to us, and every now and then we'll comment on what the other person's doing, give advice, you know, make fun, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just cool cool with us. We just enjoy doing that, And uh, but watching Zeke play this, 
fairy legends of Avalon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it actually looks pretty neat. It's a, it kind of looks like an old school tactics RPG kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's like the the artistic style in it is really really good. It's a uh, it's that? <laughs> That's my phone ringing. I'm going to turn that down. It's uh, it's the artistic style in it is really awesome. I think um, it, graphically, it looks really clean, but the yeah. graphics are not very good. Uh, right. You know, there's not a lot of. Uh, I don't know how to. I don't know how to say that. But anyways, it it looks really good. But but um, uh, it's a, so it's a cool looking game. It is a very right. cool looking game. Yeah. And um, the coolest part to me about it is I I love. Spaceship games. Um, yeah. I love games like Colony Wars yep. or Descent or Descent Free Space, which is one of the best games, in my opinion. Spaceship, like three dimensional spaceship shooters, you know? Yeah. Where you start playing this game and there is no reference for which side is right way up, you know? Right. Um, but this fairy game is different than that. Um, but you can you can go anywhere in this, yeah. this world. And that's what's so cool about it is you can go just about anywhere within this giant bubble of, a, of the world that you're in at the time. And there's yeah. several different worlds. And uh, so, but whenever you get into a combat, it just basically turns into an old Final Fantasy game, which yeah. is awesome. That I is love, awesome. I love everything about it. And I have never, and we'll talk a little bit about Final Fantasy probably later in the show. I've got some news to talk about, but um, I've never really played a Final Fantasy all the way. Through. Have you ever played a Final Fantasy like all the way through? Any I have. The old ones. I played the first one all the way through. The second one, which is the fourth one, right. all the way through. Right, right, right. Um, the third one, I've never been able to beat. People say it's well, it's Final Fantasy VI. They say it's the best one out of all that's ever been made. Yeah, that game is stupid long. Okay, so long. <laughs> I mean, Especially you play for a good game, huh? forty hours, and Dang. and you get to this 35, 40 hours, and you get to this like island in the sky, and you fight this boss, and Something happens, and your whole entire party gets scattered all over the world, and you basically start the game from scratch all over again and be, play the last 25, 30 hours of the game. And I've, <laughs> I've gotten to that point probably three times in my life and just okay. have gotten burned out and said, right. no, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's enough for me. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just too long. I'm, I've beaten... Uh, I've done the same thing. Something happens when I play Final Fantasy games. Um, it's something... Uh, a podcast that we listen to is a podcast, uh, PlayStation podcast called PlayStation or Podcast Beyond. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they had a, a a fan of theirs submit a song called um, "What Happens After the World Ends" or something like that. Do you remember this? I don't remember this one. They were, and and one of their fans wrote this song, and it's basically talking about you know you've you're playing a role playing game, you save the world, the world has been saved. Now what? Yeah, <laughs> this whole this whole dilemma that role playing games kind of you know uh, create. Um, yeah, and so it's I've I've always kind of been I don't know apprehensive of that I guess I'd say because I, like with Final Fantasy three I played through that game three times all the way up until the end where you're about to go inside the earth yeah and it's like the point of no return you're going to the last boss and I just lose interest I just stop playing <laughs> I'm done I've done it three times I'm in. And uh, for some reason, it just happens. I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's weird. But every other game, That's you know, weird. I, I pushed. I want to see the ending. But yeah. it's just something about when you invest that much into a game, you're you're you kind of don't want it to end. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I remember I played um, most. I think most of Chrono Trigger on an emulator on my laptop when I first got it. Because yeah. when I got my laptop, it was the first time I'd had a computer of my own. And so, as soon as I realized that you could go back with an emulator and play all these old games, it was like it was like a bad bad thing for me because it was like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna download every game ever made because I, I got I actually got into gaming kind of late. You know, I started probably when I was well, I started like right when I was sixteen or seventeen, and so I'd never really gone back and played all these old things. And uh, I remember thinking Chrono Trigger looked cool, and um, it was cool though. Yeah, well, it is cool. Yeah, it's an awesome game. And I just I, I played a lot of that game, and then I, I hit did the exact same thing you did with those. I, I hit this point in it, where I was like, "All right, I'm good." And I just... <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense, you know. You think about uh, I, you've invested so much time, you want to see it through to the end. But yeah. The other part of you doesn't want it to end. Right. So you kind of just like think to yourself, "I'll just save that," and then you come back and you don't remember what you were saving. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Anyway. Anyway. anyway, yeah, anyway yeah. <laughs> we both we both had a moment where we stopped and thought and like, hmm, hmm. I think that is true. That is absolutely true. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I started, I started the whole Final Fantasy talk thing, though, just seeing the combat in that fairy game. Can I call it that fairy game? That fairy game. <laughs> no, it, it, it must be referred to by its full name. Okay. Fairy, fairy. comma... Legends, Legends of, of Avalon. Avalon. Is it the Legends of Avalon? I'm not sure. Oh, oh I, 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 I felt know. like such an aficionado <laughs> until that point. Speaking of aficionado, the game has hilarious like dialogue oh, in it. Yeah. So that so in the in the, in the points today where I would actually pay attention to what Zeke was doing, uh, he was like, "Dude, you just listen to this," and he would just read this moment of dialogue that was just incredible. <laughs> uh, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> but they use really odd. Oh, it's what just was the one you read to me was something. I can't even I mean, remember. Yeah, it, it was, was just <laughs> very eloquent and, and elaborate, just strange, but yeah, <laughs> but cheesy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another thing I, I was telling Nathan about in this game is uh, your companions or people that you meet from time to time you, will ask you your opinion, and you can choose because they have a dialogue tree in the game, almost like a like kind a of like a Bioware thing, right? Yeah, like a Bioware games or like um, you know Skyrim or something. Yeah. Like, you know the Elder Scrolls games and. Uh, you can choose to say, and the game makes things very plain. Like, it'll, blue will be like, give them a positive response. Red will be give them a negative response. Ooh, that was a burp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, some characters, depending on how you react to them, will say, you know, or will respond like, so-and-so loves you a little more. And if they love you to a certain point, then they offer to become your boyfriend or your girlfriend. And <laughs> I was telling Nathan while I'm playing the game that I think this game was made for you know, high school girls, you know, it's kind of, it kind of has this twilight feel to it oh, yeah. while you're playing, and, <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, I'm enjoying a game made for 12-year-old girls. Good job, man. I'm loving it, though. Also, you spent most of the day pursuing fairy love. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's good. So, uh, before you came, uh, what have you been playing? What have you been playing at home? I've been playing a lot of Max Payne 3 still. Okay. Um, uh, Trying to think of the other game. I'm playing some more of the uh, Rogue Legacy. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And you were saying you were trying to get to a point. What you were saying earlier today, you were trying to get a certain point in that game. Oh, I said I was going to try and collect every trophy in the game, except for there's one achievement slash trophy in that game that is outrageous. Um, You know, because the game is really tough. Yeah. And by dying and collecting gold and things, you level up your character, which makes the game easier. And so there's a trophy in the game for beating the game with less than 15 generations of people. So less than 15 deaths. Right, so basically you're trying to beat the game vastly underleveled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I don't know how. People have done it. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, I've but seen it. I said I just want to get myself to that point. I've kind of done that with Shadow of the Colossus. Um, I've gotten all but one or two trophies in that game. And it's those last couple I just I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. I just, just can't do it. <laughs> what about you? Um, so, I, you know, I was playing Metro, right, when I got, I got it this weekend, so I was playing some of that, and I, I'm pretty much done with Assassin's Creed 4. You know, I haven't taken the plunge and purchased PlayStation Plus yet, so now having a PlayStation 4, I can't really play anything online. Yeah. So I've done everything, kind of, I think I've done everything to do in AC4, except, uh, upgrade the ship. I gotta upgrade the ship all the way, um... And then I think there's a few more. Oh, I got to take out the legendary ships. So mm. it's funny. There's, the the map is very square. And I think they get away with that because uh, there's just a hundred little islands you can go to. Mm. But in, in each corner of the map, there's this apparently a legendary ship. And I tried to take down one, and it killed me in one cannon blast. So I was like, <laughs> I gotta wait till I upgrade. I gotta wait till I upgrade the thing all the way. Or my my ship, the the jackdaw. Well, it takes place in a time when the world was flat, you know. Well, it's true. <laughs> it's basically looking like, like a Lego map tile. Do you remember the Lego Adventurers? Uh, I do. Sets. The, yeah. Basically, their Indiana Jones sets. Yeah. Every set would come with a map, and it was a little square. So yeah. Basically, the <laughs> Assassin's Creed Four map is is a Lego Adventurers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's great. Uh, and then I threw on a uh, little Big Planet Three for a while. Nice. Which is just so dang charming. <laughs> Those it games is. are just so. Cute. <laughs> you've, been, uh, you've been playing it with your wife at all? I haven't. So she was uh, she was watching me play it, but we haven't um, played it together. Wow, we should though. We've got two controllers. We should do it. You should. Be fun. You should. Yeah, you should. That's about it. So finishing up Assassin's Creed Four, played around with a little Big Planet. That level creator, you know, you talk about getting overwhelmed by open world games. Yeah, yeah. I opened up that level creator, 
and was like, uh, <laughs> it was, I feel like doing the creative mode in that game has the steepest learning curve of like anything I've ever seen in video games. I think that those games, you know, they, um, they totally have this, uh, you know, they, they, they've added in more and more features with each implementation of the game. And yeah. we're actually on little big planet three now. Right. And I think it's actually the sixth or seventh game in the series. Yeah. Um, not counting, you know, the PSP one and the oh, sure. Vita one, and and so it's a uh, it's crazy because you know if you if you just picked up Little Big Planet three and jumped in, then <laughs> there's a lot there. <laughs> yeah, and with all the you know mechanics they had in the first two, I forget did Media Molecule make the first two? They didn't. Right, but they didn't make the third one. They didn't. Right. Yeah, they had a, right. another company. Oh, I don't remember what their name it was. It popped up. I don't remember hearing it before or you know since. I think they kind of were a studio that was formed to make. It this. still have that Stephen Fry narration. It does. It does. Nice. Which is incredible. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was narrated by him as well. I love it. Again, so dang charming. Those British people. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so really steep learning curve, and, uh, but a, what a cool game. Very cool. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. So, Zeke, one of the games I was going to say, one of, I, so I always talk about my huge backlog and yeah. why I haven't gotten a PS4 yet. <laughs> uh, one of the games I've really been wanting to go back and play, and several of my friends have been bugging the heck out of me, is, uh, Batman Arkham City. Oh, yeah. Um, and I started it, and... You know, I, I, it just didn't grab me like the first one did right. for some reason. I don't know yeah. if it's just because it was more open world and, you know, like, I used to like to try, we were talking about this earlier, setting for, like, little goals for ourselves in yeah. games. You know, things that aren't really um, required for you when you play the game. Almost like, like I talked about in the first episode about playing through The Last of Us without shooting a gun or, yeah. <laughs> or using a med kit. And <laughs> so, like, one of the things I used to try when I pl- to do when I played uh, Batman Arkham Asylum was to either stealthily take guys out or try and take guys out with taking as few hits as possible. And so I would actually restart sections over just to see how well I could do it. And, you know, I wouldn't put too much time into it. You know, if it, after two or three attempts, I'd probably just, like, let it be what it is. And uh, I just felt like Arkham City, you just would soar into the middle of a fight and there was no consequence to it, you know? Yeah. It's just you, you beat them up if you wanted to. You didn't have to. And yeah. I, I, I guess I like more structure than that, I guess. Yeah. And that's yeah. what the thing that didn't grab me. Although, I know if I go into it, I'll, I'll, I'll love the yeah. game. I know I will. Yeah. But it just hasn't happened yet. But So, yeah, I need to hurry up and beat that thing before the new one comes out, yeah. Arkham Knight, because, man, does that look good. It looks great. But even more open world, though. So it does, Yeah, with the wow. Batmobile and everything. Yeah. That's the, for me, I've been... I liked City a lot. I get what you're saying about Asylum. There was just excellent pacing in Asylum. Yeah. Just really, really good pacing. Um, and for City, anytime you put uh, freedom into a game... Freedom! Depends on who... You know, the player. And so it kind of... The pacing changes the game based on who's playing it, really. Yeah. Um, so I, I liked... I thought City was good. It was, you know... That's definitely 100% Different. true. You know, we were talking Different. with uh, Sean on one of our previous episodes about how he's, like, s- makes a beeline for, like, the main objectives and yeah. things like that. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, the, it, not much exploration, not much uh, in-depth uh, gameplay. Which I'm not, I don't want to oversimplify. I mean, I'm sure there are games that he gets into, but right. there, there are a lot of games that he just goes straight for. Yeah. I remember the first time he bought, uh, he bought a PS4, or a PS3. And he got uh, Modern Warfare, yeah. Uh, Call of Duty and Four Modern Warfare, yeah. And uh, he he put it on easy, and he beat the game in I think three and a half hours, and said, "Is that is it supposed to be that short?" And I said, "Well, I mean, if you put it on easy, there's not many. You just basically spread through the levels. It's not yeah. much there." So. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of um, you know, playing games in in odd ways, basically putting your own parameters on stuff. There's an incredible blog you can check out. I might have told you about it. I'm not sure, but it's is a Tumblr page and it's called No Wrong Way to Play, mm. and it's ba- it's an entire blog dedicated <coughs> to many games that people have made in um, other video games. So it's stuff like uh, play GTA, obeying all traffic rules. Mm, nice. And it's stuff like uh, 
What do you like, do? What do you do? Because <laughs> you know you can you can break the laws in GTA without right. the cops really doing things. So if you Oh man, I read a red light. Let me go shoot this cop so he can throw me in jail. Is that yeah. what happens? <laughs> Some, yeah, but it's I mean basically when you're traversing the world it's like, okay, don't speed, stop at every red light and stuff yeah. like that. And and people have played the whole game this way. Oh, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones that were just really impressive. Do you remember that old game Mafia? Yeah. The very first Mafia was like that yeah. where you had to obey the laws yeah. or the police would and and you would fail mission parameters if you didn't follow the traffic laws. Well, yeah, and I I one of the last games I finished before I got on PS3 before I got my PS4 was Mafia 2. I platinum that and nice. the same way. And it's really cool. I don't know how realistic this was, but you could put a limiter on your speed. Oh, that's uh, cool. So you could actually kind of be almost incognito by drive when you drive by someone. It was it was always a little bit faster than the rest of the traffic, so it wasn't like ridiculously slow. Yeah, you could still actually get anywhere faster than anybody else. Um, but it's still you wouldn't go as fast as a car would let you. And later, you know, later on in games like that, you always unlock this insanely fast car, and it's like not as fun. But <laughs> yeah, it was cool that they, you you know you just push X, and then oh, you're not gonna get you know the cops aren't gonna try to kill you now. Didn't, I love, you play, didn't you play Grand Theft Auto 4 where you use the taxi a lot? I used the taxi almost, especially when I was like replaying it and trying to do some other trophies and stuff. Yeah, I used it for everything because that was fast travel. That was yeah. like fast travel in that game. You you hail a taxi, uh, you tell them where you want to go, and then you just can skip it for extra money. And it's like I have twelve million dollars because I played the game enough. Like yeah. <laughs> sixty bucks instead of forty isn't that big a deal. So. Yeah, that was cool. And that in uh, Red Dead Redemption, the way you fast traveled was you set up camp. Yeah. And then you kind of sat down at the campfire, and then it was like, skip to destination. And that was really cool. I wonder if, you, <laughs> if it was possible to play like a Grand Theft Auto game where you don't have a driver's license or you don't know how to drive, so you can't drive yourself anywhere. <laughs> so it's either walking or public transportation. Yeah, which is, <laughs> I think I mentioned it on that first episode, maybe, in, you know, the, one of the craziest things about the attention to detail in Grand Theft Auto Five is that Though the subway system, the subway system is yeah. fully intact and workable, and you never have to use it. At least in, I remember in three, maybe in four, you had to ride the train somewhere, and then they do the whole thing where it's like you can take the train around the city if you want to. Oh yeah, like, yeah. oh that's cool. They don't want to do that in five. Like having to do it, kind of like you know unlock that for you. Right, right. But nope, it's there, and they never tell you. <laughs> it's crazy. But no wrong way to play. Tumblr.com is that website. It's really really cool. Uh, I think there was. One where a guy played Dishonored with permadeath. Nice. So every every time he died, he started over. It's just crazy stuff like that. And there was one, <laughs> there's one in New Vegas mod where you can you know get a Doctor Who skin. So you basically had to play as the Doctor and try to go around and help as many people as you can, never kill anybody, like that kind of thing. Okay. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Arkham Knight is coming. Yes, it is. Uh, some interesting news about that, Zeke. This past week, I think it was last week, not this week. They announced that um, the ERC, I think the ESRB announced actually, and this is strange because it's typically the other way around. I think. Um, Did the ESRB announce it? No, no. Oh, it was other way. So it was Rocksteady actually said, "Hey, they gave, they're giving us an M rating," almost saying, "Check us out." Yeah, we're bad Apple. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's the first in the Arkham series that's going to be rated M, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I. I People have made a big issue about this, and I, I mean, I understand that slapping an M rating on something means that it it could be, you know, have a lot worse. I mean, you can stick all kinds of gore and sexual things into it, and and I understand that. But to me, <laughs> the Batman games have, should have been rated M already yeah. because of how violent they are. They're really I mean, violent. they're very violent. Not you bloody. Know, no, not bloody. But just really violent. Just really violent. Which I, I don't understand. Um, that's one of the things I don't get about... Even our movie rating system is like that. Where yeah. if you, you could slice a person up with a sword, but if you don't show blood or gore, yeah. then it's just PG-13. Right. You know? <laughs> and it's... Uh, what, I saw a movie. What movie did I see? Oh, oh. I, what movie's always thought, thought, made me think about that is I saw the newest um, Expendables movie. Yeah. It was rated PG thirteen. Yeah, it was still extremely violent. Yeah, yeah, tons of shooting, tons of people dying everywhere. Yeah, the, in the movie, spoilers, they literally take out an army. There's a whole entire army that comes to fight them <laughs> in this building. Helicopters, tanks, hundreds and th- hundreds of soldiers. They kill them all. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so violent, and I just how, I'm I'm sitting there watching it, thinking, okay, so if I shoot somebody and riddle them full of bullet holes, but I don't show blood. 
eh, it's okay, PG yeah. thirteen. Yeah. I don't I don't understand that. And so I I think that it's kind of like a moot point to say that oh man, Batman's gonna be rated M this time. Well, <laughs> if I had about, a, about time. <laughs> if if I, if I honestly if I had a kid and you know. I don't know that I would, and, and just because they were 13 and, you know, could play, quote-unquote, play rated teen games, I don't know that I would let them play, like, a Batman right. game because it's so violent. Yeah. Yeah, I, oh, if you twist somebody's arm and stomp on their leg, you can snap it in half, but, hey, it's only rated teen. Yeah. Well, and here's, here's something that's very, very interesting, and I think we see this in film and in video games and, you know, pretty much all uh, mediums that need to be rated is, is kind of intention. Yeah. And if a good guy does that, it's somehow okay than if, like, the bad guy does it. Like, Joker kills somebody. Yeah. That's really dark. And that's a bad thing. So it's probably more, you know, we can't let our kids see that. Batman, I mean, in those games, they slow down on him beating the crap out of people. Yeah, <laughs> usually, like, the last punch or kicker or yeah, something. Yeah, and, like, and the, you know, there's a lot of ragdoll effects, so this person's being going completely limp. He probably, I mean, if we think about it, I and mean, maybe Mythbusters should do this sometime, right? <laughs> try to, try I'm sure to, they would love that. Try to calculate this, you know, the force of Batman's punches. He's probably killing, or at least seriously injuring most of the people yeah, he's yeah. doing this stuff to. They end up with brain damage after he Absolutely. elbows them in the top of the head. Yeah, and then, you know, he, he, he <clears> snaps <throat> their leg in, in two, and breaks their leg, and they're probably never going to walk again. But it's okay because it's Batman. Yeah, yeah. And that's just weird to me. It's like it's the same thing. It's it's just as violent. But I almost feel like that's something that's uh, uh, okay. So I'm I'm not really into comic books. I'm not really into comic book movies. But Batman has always been my jam. Yeah. I'm like I love Batman, yeah. and uh, mainly because of the cartoon. Right. Mainly because of the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon that was, was my incredible. favorite cartoon growing up is Batman the animated series, which is fantastic. Um, Which made the games even more exciting for exactly. you because it was the cast. It was you know a lot of the, the same, writer, Tim Ryder, Paul Dini. He wrote the games, okay, okay. Um, which Very is cool. awesome. That's uh, awesome. So I just you know like I was really looking forward to them for that reason. But I feel like Batman is as a character has had constraints put on him because of his character. It's who he is. You know, right. his character is Batman doesn't kill people. Right. That's just something he doesn't do. And so. In modern society, where they're trying to become more and more edgy with Batman, yeah. they're like, Batman can't just be a goody two shoes anymore. He can't just bam, flap, pals people. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be more realistic and gritty and violent, and so that it seems more, you know, cool. I guess you could say. But um, and so I just think that that's something that they're trying to do. They're trying to like, you know, Batman has always been Batman, and they're trying to shoehorn shoehorn him his character into modern society or yeah. modern constraints of what people th find entertaining and so it's just funny I, I i think about batman all the time about how how weird that character is and the fact that yeah you know he is one of the coolest superheroes though, you know he's because super he's, dark he's stealthy he's yeah. he's uh he doesn't you know, have superpowers yeah he's he's just he's awesome he's able yeah. to get out of things he's genius it's it's a it's a great character but Honestly, like he he probably is. If I if you had to think about it, to to follow the constraints that were put on his character when he was created, he's probably one of the most difficult ones to write for. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of time, I mean, we're seeing. And I I don't you know read comic books regularly at all, but I, you know I've heard a lot with with Batman being so popular here in the last decade with you know, the Nolan reboots and all that stuff, you know, I've, I've done some reading about some of the dark comic storylines, and, and especially when people were speculating what the new movies were going to be, they're like, well, this is going to remind us of all this storyline, but there's some crazy, crazy dark Joker, uh, uh, Batman storylines, and it's mainly because of what they tried to do with the Joker. Yeah. Like, as they've tried to make Batman edgier, they've tried to make his villains, like, even more twisted. And yeah, yeah. With him, um, I think he... You know, he sexually assaults people now. Yeah. Like, he, the, the late, one of the latest Batman storylines, his face has been completely removed, and he wears, like, the skin of somebody else. Uh, if you're mm. a comic book nerd, and we're, I'm butchering that, please don't you're send You're probably us. screaming at your podcast please, right please, now. Please don't send us hate mail, but yeah, I've seen the, <laughs> please, I've seen the, oh, you could send us mail. Please we send us mail. We want to get mail, so you we can send mail. us hate mail if you want to. Uh, Save your game podcast at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> 
the Joker's wearing somebody else's face or ate his maybe his old face. Yeah. And it's like taped on. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I think it's just all shock value. Yeah, I, mean, I think so too. Yeah. And the fact that you know, well, Hollywood has such a hard time. I, I, I don't. I hate that. That Hollywood has such a hard time, I, and people always blame Hollywood for uh, not being original. Right. You know, people are like Hollywood's so unoriginal; they just rehash everything. And and the reason why is because that makes them money. Yeah. That's <laughs> how they're making money. You know. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't. like so. A lot of people talk about this in especially in the video game industry, and it's true oh, yeah. for any entertainment media. Speak with your wallet. Speak with your wallet. If you don't like it, don't pay for it. Yeah. It's like, well, this Transformers Four is probably going to be terrible. Michael Bay is stupid. I guess I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie made billions of dollars, probably. And, and I, I think Transformers is dumb. And I haven't watched the Transformers movie since the second one. Oh, they should have ended after the first one. They should have. The and, first one was good. And so I've actually done that where I was like, I'm not going to pay money. I think it's dumb. I don't want him exactly. to make another, yeah. you know, childhood fantasy but yeah so change, i you know i agree <laughs> that i agree that hollywood is not original at all right but i don't know that that's necessarily their fault but sure i completely forgot where i was going with that i was going to say me too that you know what they're doing instead of like coming up with some new creative thing they're just like like what i was trying to say is that yeah. they're they're basically taking these old things that they know will make them money because right. it's a familiar character and like, someone yeah, that they like know Batman, sure. yeah and then they're just trying to like Shoehorn, shoehorn him into the mold of what people want now, and which so, is probably more violence than more. Yeah, violence. exactly. Okay. okay, that's that's just that was my point. Yeah, yeah. That was my point. That was my point. Shoehorns, shoehorns. Do you ever have you ever used a shoehorn? I have used a shoehorn before. They're weird. I, I like them. <laughs> it's very slick. Did people just? Yeah. <laughs> Did people just used to buy sh- like smaller shoes? Is that why we needed them? Well, I mean. If you think about it, people used to wear suits and uh, hats all the time and stuff like that, and, and it'd be weird wearing tennis shoes with suits and hats. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe you know, it's kind of hipster, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. But what, but, if, what if we invented a hat horn? <laughs> oh, your hats were super tight. And yeah. you're like, you got this thing stuck, this piece of plastic stuck on the side of your so, forehead, and you're like, all right, eh. here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hat horn. Yeah. TM. Don't steal it, Internet. I always wanted to get one of those uh, those shoehorns that came on the end of, like, a stick. And I have needed a shoehorn before. Um, my dress shoes are always usually pretty yeah. tightly laced up, and yeah. so it's hard to loosen them all. It takes a lot of time to loosen them all up, so you just kind of, like, squeeze your foot in there. Every time mm. I run into a tuxedo... Maybe that's why I have deformed toes. Maybe so. <laughs> my toes are beautiful. Because I bring the gospel to people. Oh, <laughs> spiritual segue. Good work. I wish we had something to talk about. I do too. Spiritual. spiritual. That's one of the things, folks. We, uh, me and Nathan, were just playing video games. With, and I was one of the, one of the things I wanted to do. It was actually his wife's idea. She was like, "You could come up here and they could you could podcast in live in person." And I was like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." <laughs> and then we were just like laying here on the couch, like playing video games. We're like. Well, I guess we can podcast now. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I don't Not know. Not that do you, we don't, don't do love it. Not that we don't love doing this. We do, but I mean, please keep listening. <laughs> we do, but it's it's uh it's <laughs> when you do when you do a weekly show, it's it's sometimes it's, there's not much to talk about. I mean, I don't know. I don't think we have problems finding stuff to talk about. Yeah. I just think that we were really comfortable. But that's true. In playing video games. Yes. After a long hard weekend. Mm. 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 We lost an hour this weekend, folks. Oh shoot. And I had a gig. Yeah, you did. And we went till 12. And I had to get up early and be at church at like 7.30. Oof. And we got home at like 12.30. We mm-hmm. lost an hour. I was dragging. Dragging big time. Well, you were Nathan, but yeah. Yeah. What if I, what if I started referring to myself as dragging? <laughs> I was dragging. <laughs> I was dragging yesterday. I was dragging. From here on out, please refer to me as Dragon. Nathan, Dragon Story. <laughs> no, no, Dragon Story. Ooh, that sounds like a video game. Dragon Story. How many Dragon video games are there? A lot. There's a lot. Dragon Age. Dragon, Dragon Warrior. Dragon, well, or Dragon Quest, I was going to say. It was the same thing, yep. but they just changed the name. Dragon's right. Crown. Mm-hmm. Dragon's Dogma. Oh. Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of a pun, too, though. Right? Isn't it Dragon Slayer, but it's Dragon's Ooh, Lair? I've never heard of that. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Inquisition. Uh. <laughs> Dragon Inquisition. 
Dragon Origins. Drug Origins. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's all. Think of it anymore. Email us. Save your game podcast. I'm sure there are a lot more. Yeah. Um, Dragonius. <laughs> Draginus. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, folks, go watch Gentleman Broncos right now. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Pause the podcast. Watch that movie. <clears throat> Resume. Oh man, we'll give we'll give you two hours. And we're back. Hey. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that movie. I was homeschooled. Yeah. You can be homeschooled and still laugh at homeschool jokes. <laughs> you can. <laughs> it's true. Zeke, I mentioned uh, Final Fantasy early. Yes, yes, you did. Early. Uh, 40, 40 minutes of the new one has not leaked. I think they released it. Yeah, they released it. But I've never been a Japanese game guy. Hmm. And this looked really cool to me. Have I've you, heard have that. Have you seen it? Have you no, seen I have it? not seen it. I've heard from several sources that it's been pretty pretty cool looking. Yeah. It, you can jump. I think that's a big deal. I don't know if you've been able to jump in past Final Fantasy games. I want to say you could jump in Final Fantasy twelve, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Which one was twelve? It was the one on PS2, and it was uh, kind of an oddball one. A lot of people. It was very different. Okay. A lot of people didn't like it for that reason. Yeah. So the, I think four, 14 is an MMO. It's a, yeah. So this one's not going to be. So it was 11. 11 was an MMO. Right. We talked about last week with Steve. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right, because he played it for a while. Steve was great. We hope you enjoyed having Steve on, folks. Email yeah. Email us. Email us. Let us know if you want Steve to come back. <laughs> Save your game podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> this is going to be the name of the episode. Save your game episode nine. Uh, please email us. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, Zeke's in Charlotte, and we talk about Batman. That should be the, like the subline. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen... Slash, please email us! <laughs> Speaking of Final Fantasy, please be excited for E3. <laughs> a couple E3s ago. Or no, a couple... No, it was at the PlayStation 4 reveal That's event. right. That's right. They announced 15, didn't they? Yeah, they announced 15. They announced 15, and uh, the guy from Square Enix got up there and said, please... Be excited for E3. Basically, <laughs> they was trying to tease something, but with I guess, but know. without actually showing anything. Yeah, and just said, "We're going to tell you more about it at E3, so please be excited." Yeah, which is such a I don't know if that's a Japanese. I'm about to say that's such a Japanese thing to say, but I don't really know. Yeah, maybe it is, maybe it ain't. Have what gaming moments have you come across in your your career as a gamer uh, that you just you played something and you just thought this is this is so Japanese. Uh, jeez, lots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one right now. What's funny is Trag is popping, popping in the Trag. Which is... Tactical. Uh, reconnaissance Since... and... Ginger. <laughs> and ginger. <laughs> Sprinkle some ginger on top of that <laughs> tactical reconnaissance. Trag is a game that Tag. Zeke let me borrow one time. <laughs> and it was, it, it was one of those games that I put down and said, I'm done. But not because I wanted to savor the ending, is because it was so dang terrible. <laughs> I loved it. I loved <laughs> it. Was it. So it was. It was. Imagine it was uh, tank controls. What is it like? Yeah, it Resident was, Evil it was, tank controls. It was like Resident Evil meets Final Fantasy VII because, like, the setting and everything reminded me a lot of fun, and the way the characters looked and yeah, things reminded me a lot crazy of crazy spiky VII. hair. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was on PlayStation One. Yeah, I just bit my tongue when I said that. Ouch. That's that you okay. You're right. I'm all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was odd. It was a very odd game, but yeah. I think anything like that we think is just very Japanese. I remember. I think. I think the most. I'm turning Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> The most Japanese game I've gotten into is probably you know the Metal Gear Solid series. Yeah, so good. I you know you know and one yet. that I think that both of us loved that was very Japanese. What's that? Onimusha. That's true. Those are very Japanese games. <sighs> that series needs to come back. I yeah, think. it does. I wish it would. Yeah, it does. Instead of making a terrible Resident Evil every year, they need to. Make <laughs> <laughs> Onimusha. Um, have 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 you heard anything about the new uh, Revelations game? Uh, it's just interesting that it's episodic. Yeah, that is very odd. That's kind of crazy. So I like it though. Yeah, I mean they're trying something new. Yeah, which is cool. And heard... in the in the Revelations games were smaller games in the fact that you know yeah. it was originally made for 3ds. Which they brought crazy. it to the Vita and to uh, PlayStation 3, 3 yeah. uh, 360. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just it's interesting. I, I kind of like that idea though of it. 
And and uh, one of the things that I I played the demo for the first one, and it was a lot like the older games, you know. Yeah. Very room by room. It was room. on a ship. Yeah, yeah. I played the demo for that too. Very cool. I liked it. I remember. So not not having played like a scary game, uh, in a while, I remember actually being kind of freaked out by that game. <laughs> I just remember it was actually pretty tense. I was like, this is how I felt when I played Silent Hill for the first time. Or yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And I think uh, some people are also talking about you know different news uh, outlets and stuff. Game news outlets are talking about kind of having some a little bit of pay-to-win stuff in the multiplayer. Oh, really? Yeah, there's there's a little bit of a kind of an arena type mode. I didn't even know there was like, multiplayer in like a horde mode. I think that's an online thing, and you can you can pay. And buy all this, like all the upgrades early. You know something I and love. So people are kind of freaking out about that too. I'm not. I mean, I'm probably not even going to play that mode if yeah. I even get to that game. You so there's trophies. Uh, <laughs> probably not. I've, I've had too much to do, too much to play. Uh, but I mean, that's cool. If people want to spend their money on that, I never will. It doesn't bother me if people want to spend their money doing it. It doesn't bother me that the company makes that option because again. They're making it because you're buying it. Like yeah. people are gonna buy it. Yeah. Therefore, they're gonna make it. So, um, what do you think about the whole pay-to-win thing? Well, I, mean, well, I, I, I was, gonna, I was actually just about to say, I, I kind of love that, especially when it comes to video games, that that's kind of a cuss word. Like, I, yeah. I like that that's built into yeah, video yeah. games and the video game culture because there's so many other things out there that are totally pay-to-win. Um, we were talking about playing magic cards. Magic is totally yeah. a pay-to-win game. Yeah. You know. Um, when you get into like the top tiers of magic, it's all about, you know, spending two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars on a deck and then basically copying someone else's off a lot off the internet that has won like a tournament or something. Yeah. And that's how you win at magic is yep. by buying really expensive cards and copying other people. It just yeah. I, I, I hate that about it. I, I it's such a fun game that's just completely ruined by that. Yeah. And so I just I and and, and it's understood that magic's a play to pay to win thing. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to win, you've got to spend the money on the cards. And so, right. um, and like, I like that the video game industry has been from like the, the beginning that right. that's been like a bad thing. Although they've constantly been trying to push that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of people get say, I think a lot of people would say that EA kind of started this with, you know, certain games. I know like battlefield three came out or something and you could buy, you could spend, you know, twenty bucks or something, and basically buy all the unlocks for a character online. Oh yeah, or something that. like that. And that. and so I don't know. You know, it's it's weird because it's like they're they're subtly trying to put it in there. You yeah. know, and I think that they will eventually. It's just going to be full blown in there. But yeah, I, I I don't like it. I honestly don't like it. I like uh, I like that one of the the things you know, like one of the key points to. A fighting game or to an online multiplayer game now, like one of the key points that they try to bring up when they're talking about, you know, the features of the game or something right. is balance. Yeah. They're always talking about balance. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's balance. It's balance. It's all about balance, you know, and, and no one likes playing a game when there's like a particular weapon that's extremely unbalanced or something. Um, yeah. Or, or there's a character that's just unbalanced. And so I like that video game. So it's weird, like video game companies are trying to push mm-hmm. pay to win, yeah. but at the same time, they're also trying to be like, no, look, it's still balanced. Yay. You can pay to win, but it's still balanced. But please give us money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a weird it's a weird uh, dichotomy. I remember that. So, so I was playing Metro today and, and unlocking some guns, and there's this awesome shotgun in it, and I realized that you could buy a suppressor for it. And that's the idea of a shotgun being suppressed is still just so ridiculous to me, even though I know it's a real thing. I know you can do yeah. it. Uh, so I brought up this game, one of the first games that I played on PS3 that Zeke let me borrow because um, he was my uh, game library. I was, your, I, was your, I was your crack dealer. Yeah, he was my, he was my uh, red box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was my game fly. Uh, but everyone, and that's one of the... One of the few games that actually, you know, the multiplayer actually kind of captured me. I played it enough to actually platinum. I was really surprised by that too. Oh, you haven't even said the name of the game yet. Oh, sorry. It was uh, Quantum Solace. Oh, on uh, PS3, which is made by Treyarch, which is that's right. It was, which is the people who made. It was published by Activision, made by Treyarch, which is the people who made Black Ops, Black Ops Two, Black Ops Two, World at War. Yep. Um, Probably the the best Call of Duty. Yeah. 
And so it was the good ones. And this game got a terrible reviews. I'm talking yeah. like six and seven, yeah. sixes, five, six, sevens, and so. Which seven isn't a terrible review? I, I right. would probably rate it around like an eight, maybe eight point yeah. five, because I loved it. It was fun. Yeah, and and it was you know fun enough to to capture my attention and actually want to kind of unlock everything. And so everyone there was. Do you remember there were like four or five multiplayer maps? Yeah, not a ton of maps. Uh, everyone would go to the same places on the particular maps, and there's maybe ten guns. I mean, not a ton of guns or anything. But the one gun that everyone played, most people played, and Zeke mentioned that he actually didn't ever uh, use this one as much as most players, was this crazy shotgun. That yeah, had it had held like 10, 10 slugs in it or, or 12 slugs or something. It was and, like, almost like a jackhammer. Or a, yeah, 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 yeah. And as fast as you could pull the, you know, push the button was as fast as the character would pull the trigger. So it was kind of rapid fire, and it was just, people just run around corners and spam that thing. Yeah. And it was awesome. But and uh, it was a shotgun. Yeah. That was silenced. Yeah. So people, and I mean, everyone was, used it. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. But that game was, ah, it was so good. It, it was, was fun. It was so fun because it was basically a Call of Duty game. Yeah. As James Bond, right. but there were parts where you could go into cover and it would pop out and go into third person, and so yeah, it just I was like a it was like a cool take on a Call of Duty game. Yeah. Make it with James Bond skins. I I thought it was great. Yeah. And that multiplayer was fun. I I think my favorite map was that one where you're down in the parking garage. And that was the oh, map yeah. where people moved around a lot. On it was, it, yeah. So. And uh, there was a really fun game mode in it called Golden Gun. Oh yeah, the Golden Gun. And uh, it was a it was a golden like forty four like magnum, magnum or like a revolver that shot like a rocket launcher. It shot bullets, but they were grenades yeah. pretty much. And so they, <laughs> so people would just like go nuts with this thing. And and remind me uh, if I'm wrong here, Zeke, but if you killed the person with the golden gun, you could run and pick it up. Yeah. And basically, if you, you know, kept killing with it, you'd get extra points. It kind of, it became like a, you know, a, ta- a game of tag, almost. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or uh, smear the, smear the, smear the queer <laughs> uh, kind of game where, but the, if you, if you were it and you had the gun, you could run around and, and if you got kills with the gun, then that counted towards your points. Yeah. But in the only way everyone else, basically everyone else on the map was trying to go after you. Yeah. And, and you killing each other, you, you didn't do right. anything. That's right. You didn't get right. anything for killing yeah. other people. So you would kill, everyone would be coming after the person with the gun. The person with the gun was extremely overpowered. Right. But he also had like eight people coming after him. Yeah. And so it was, so, it was, it was pretty balanced. It was balanced. Yeah. It was. Um, so that was fun. And the, uh, the Magnum or the Golden Gun had like a sniper scope on it too. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Good times. That was good times. That's fun stuff. That's good times. Good times. Yes. Um, one other thing Zeke and I have done here is, uh, we opened up a, a new board game. We did. We played a game of Kingsburg for the first time. Zeke, give us your review after one play of Kingsburg. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. It was a. So, uh, if you don't know, Kingsburg is a fantasy flight game. It's they're the guys. Which that fantasy make, flight is a? They produce games. They publish games. Right, right. They did uh, all, all of the uh, Arkham. I think they do the Arkham Horror games. They yeah. Do the the Elder Sign games, uh, all the Cthulhu ones. Um, but it's a, it's a great company. Oh, they made the um, the Game of Thrones card. Game, game of Thrones which game played, yeah. which is really really great. Uh, but King, it's it's. I think kind of a worker placement. There's like a bidding aspect to it. You know, you yeah. roll the dice, you try to win over these advisors and, and gather up resources, and then you kind of build buildings. And basically, it, the, the game takes place over five years. And, um, and each year has every, four seasons. Right. And at the end of you know every year in the winter, you get attacks. So you're basically trying to build up your defenses with all this stuff. But it's a fun one. What did you think of it? I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. Um, I like the. Uh, I like the 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 aspect of trying to like not everyone could do the same thing at the same time because what you would do is you would roll dice and then yeah. you would you would take your dice and the dice amount and try and put it onto a character right so like you would roll a eight yep. with two dice yep. you would take your two dice and put them on a character that was worth eight right and if you did that someone else couldn't take that right, right so right. it made it so that everyone was buying different things or getting yeah. different resources instead yeah. of everyone going for the same thing all the whole time I really like that aspect of it that's cool um, uh, there's a really neat building tree in it too so basically there's let's see so like five five so like 20 different buildings you can build yeah and it's like I, the best way i know how to describe it is like an old tech tree from like an old real-time strategy computer game like age of empires yeah or something like that so where you have to build the first tier and then you can upgrade to the 
the higher ones and the you know the higher built the higher cost buildings give you more points at the end of the game and like but they any, also cost a lot more resources right right so you can kind of play the game any way you want to and focus on one tree you can focus on uh kind of evening out your tree so you can do like the first level of every tier you can do the second level of every tier so it's just really cool a lot of variety to it um that's a fun one I yeah like it. We played build, it. all the different buildings give you certain things right like better things. better defense or they'll give you more resources you know all sorts yeah. of stuff it's really cool. and like any game you know like every rule kind of has a way that it can be broken so what you're talking about with placing the dice on a certain advisor uh you can't bid on that particular reward that the advisor gives you unless you get this one dude who lets you or you can only get if you're behind so yeah. there's a lot of really good balance to to we're talking we could call this episode balance Balance. Balance. The balancing Bringing. act of games. Mm. <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> but it's fun. Apparently, uh, there is a um, an expansion for it called To Forge a Realm, which Ooh. I just think is an awesome, <laughs> elaborate just, uh, uh, name for it. It's uh, Kingsburg, colon, To Forge a Realm. And, and this, apparently, it adds a lot of different aspects to it, so... The little building tree is the card you put out in front of you, and it's got rows and columns, much like a you know Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. But you you get four or five. Oh, well, you're getting nerdy now. I know. You're going into accounting and I'm doing all it. sorts of. It's <laughs> happening. It's happening. Please still listen to us. Um, <laughs> but you can do stuff like they have different individual columns, so you can like add which ones you like, take away the ones you don't like, and stuff. So mm-hmm. it looks pretty cool. I want to get that and see how that changes the game. But it's good stuff. When are they going to come out with Queensburg? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> probably never a clock. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes. What have you uh, What have you been jamming to lately? Music. That we're talking about? Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I've been putting some old CDs in the car. Nice. Listen to Secret and Whisper. Yes. Listening to... What happened to that group? <laughs> I think they're still around. Or they did another, a second album. I looked them up when I put that album in, because I'm always interested in where people are. Usually bands that I would listen to five or, gosh, close to ten years ago. Um, so I think they're still around. But their first album is called Great White Whale. Yeah. And and it's good. Uh, it's been cool to go back to that one. I put in Sent by Raven's first album after they got signed to... So it's either Tooth and Nail or Solid State. I can't remember which one they were actually, you know, which umbrella they were under. But that album was great. And sadly, I think they broke up fairly soon after that album came out. Yeah. They were a band from South Carolina, and they were, they were cool. I never met them, but I know people in the music scene that had met them or were fairly close to them. Yeah. Um, including my, my buddy Jared. He, uh, he, he knew the lead singer pretty well, actually, which is cool. So it's kind of a local band, you know, at least a regional band. Um, but that they're so great. Um, they're like a um, uh, like a hard rock, not quite metal, but they have some heavier stuff. Yeah, really, really melodic and, and really pretty parts too. So uh, yeah, some good some good old school rock and roll is what I've been jamming to lately. Nice. Well, I uh, I went to a concert actually. Oh yeah. Um, I went to a concert Thursday night before I came here, um, <clears throat> and it was a red concert at a. A local As club. In, like everyone just wore, like red jackets and yeah. ponchos. Mm, yes, it was like a black and white party, but it was all red. Ooh, what's black and right, white and red all over? Uh, a frog in a blender. Gross. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, the correct answer is the newspaper. <laughs> one of those is a frog in a blender. I can't remember which That's... one. What's red and green and goes round and round in circles? So, I don't. Something suddenly like that. I'm hungry. <laughs> Have you ever had frog legs before? I have not. Have you? They are delicious. That's okay. They're great. I'm serious. Um, there was a little place up uh, north of where we, we Wilmington. Yeah. And uh, they had frog legs there. Okay. Delicious. Uh, so I went to this red concert. Yeah. Um, and uh, we got there a little bit late, and and one of the bands that opened up for Red was this group called Islander. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who I had heard for, on a one of the local you know secular rock stations. Mm. Um. And I didn't know anything about this group. I, all I know is I'd heard their song on the rock station and thought, man, that sounds good. I really like that. It kind of had this uh, new metal sound, kind of like corn, but it also had a very distinctive 
POD kind of sound to yeah. it. Oh, Charlie Horse. Oh. <laughs> okay, got it, got it. I got a Charlie Horse right in the arch of my foot. Ooh, that's the worst. Uh, and uh, the, the, the band came out, and they were really energetic, really good, a lot heavier than they are on, on the album. I guess it's because they got pumped or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the lead singer came out, and he was wearing a, a hat, and it had a W in it with a circle around the W. And I said, I know that symbol from somewhere. And uh, they started playing, and uh, after a couple songs, he took off his hoodie, and uh, his hoodie, and <laughs> take off that hoodie. Uh, and he had a shirt. His shirt said "The Whosoever's" on it. And I said, "Oh, that's what that symbol is." And uh, you, you said you hadn't heard of the Whosoever's before, had you? No, I haven't. Um, the Whosoever's is a a organization, I guess, like a nonprofit or something. And I think it was started by Sonny. Sandoval, I don't know how you say his last name. I can't remember. He's exactly. the the lead singer of the of POD. Mm-hmm. And Do you remember uh, what that stands for? Uh, payable on death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Which I heard one of the guys in the band, his wife was a uh, an accountant or something like that. Oh, okay. Or maybe a banker or something. And yeah. So they thought that that name was cool. I, I think that's how the origin story goes. But <clears throat> this uh, the Whosoever's is an organization, and they have several musical. Celebrities, I guess you could say, okay. <laughs> involved so with them. It's not like a record label, but almost no. they have endorsements by different artists, or art, they endorse artists. Or they something almost like that. it's a nonprofit, but they almost call it a um, like a movement, you know? Okay, so almost and like so, a to write love in her arms thing. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Okay. And so, um, you know, I was reading a, their mission statement and stuff online, and they they say that they want to go and like preach the gospel anywhere that people will have them, you know, in places that people. You know, the, the gospel's not being preached, so they'll go to, like, high schools and things like this. And so I thought, well, that's interesting. And uh, I know that uh, Head from Corn is a member of them. Um, and you said when you were describing the, this label or this organization to me that you have, if you're a Christian, you have to say his full name. You so. have to say Brian Head Welch. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not Head, <laughs> and it's not Brian Welch, it's Brian, Brian Head, Head Welch. Uh, <laughs> Which makes me think, think of uh, grape juice for some reason. It does. Yeah. Welch's grape juice. Mm-hmm. Brian Head Welch's grape juice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please continue. Sorry. And so uh, I thought, well, that's interesting. And then I started hearing some of the lyrics of their songs. They were talking about God's mercies lasting forever and, and they're new every morning. And I said, hmm, that's interesting. And, I, and you know, the joys of the joys of technology. I looked up <laughs> them up right there in the middle Just of the right concert the spot. Nice. On, uh, on Wikipedia. And they're nowhere in the, on the whole entire... Anywhere is that ever say that they're a Christian band, right? But he's obviously was during the concert was talking about Christian things and singing about Christian things. That's so like, cool. That's interesting. And we were yeah. in you know a secular nightclub and mm. and it was at a concert that was not advertised as a Christian concert. And then Red got up and played. And I have to say, the last time I saw Red play, they were kind of boring. Mm. But. This time they put on a really good show. She's being so edgy today. Oh my gosh. She's so edgy. Oh my gosh. How dare you? <laughs> How dare Red you? Red is one of our greatest bands. <laughs> they are a national treasure of Christendom. <laughs> We're just kidding, y'all. We love them. We really, I really like them. I do too. Yeah. I do too. But so they got up and started playing and put on a really good show. And after a couple songs, the lead singer started talking about, I want you all to know that you're never alone, and God doesn't ever want you to be alone, and that's wow. why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die yeah. on the cross for you. And I noticed that several people left the concert when he started talking about that, and I thought, this guy's preaching the gospel from the stage. Yeah. And the whole time, I kept on thinking about how several times in this podcast, we've been talking about how Christian music is dead and, and yeah. dying, and I was like, yeah. oh, yeah! <laughs> I was like, I was pumping my fist. I was like, Christian music ain't dead yet, man! <laughs> did, did you start playing your music louder because you were getting Oh, my up? gosh, I was getting so, I was getting so, so, so excited. But, uh, man, great. what a great concert. It was a really good show. I still need to see them live. Oh, you're, one of your bands opened for them one time. I did. That's yeah. pretty cool. We did. Well, I I don't know if we'd call it open them for them. It was like a it was, side stage kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a side it? stage yeah. thing, and there was 20 bands or something. I don't yeah. know. It was it was Redapalooza. It's yeah. really what it was. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that thought that that was fascinating. So I've been listening to a lot of Red lately. That's cool. I loved their first two albums. I got more into the first one than the second one. Yeah, well, I liked it, but it just, you know, just kind what's, of what is their second? Innocence and in eczema or something? What is? Ex- <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Innocence and eczema. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's something innocence and it's about not being corrupted and skin diseases. 
Uh, you're right. It's, it's, it's probably right over here. Hold Innocence on. Pause. In, in, pause. Don't actually pause. We're going to keep going, but... It's called Innocence and... Eczema. <laughs> instinct. Innocence and instinct. Eh, so close enough. In my, in my music slash gaming slash... Uh, you know, whatever else we throw in here, room in my house in Charlotte, uh, I've got just an awesome old school kind of shrine. <laughs> because I feel like CDs are dying. We talked about that. Yeah. I'm going digital. But I just can't get rid of my old CDs. And so I just ran over there uh, to, <laughs> to check it. And to cons- right consult there. the wall of cons- music. Consult the library. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that first album of theirs. I believe it was just self-titled. And I probably should have looked while I was over at the wall of music. But... Um, I think it has a name, actually. Okay. Would you like to go over and consult the wall? Of music? I'll consult the wall of library. <laughs> they're, the they're library of Nathan. They're alphabetized. End of silence. Oh, okay. That album, to me, was probably like one of the best modern-day psalms I've ever heard. I, I felt like he really just got down into some real honest and kind of... I mean, for lack of a better way to say it, like just he was almost in a dark place. And there was just a real earnest seeking in the lyrics of yeah. that album. Yeah. I loved the raw kind of honesty. That honestly, it honestly doesn't come a lot out in, in, in Christian music. You know, a lot of times, and I think we've mentioned this before, but um, a lot of times we just, you know, a lot of Christian music is just happy-go-lucky and, you know, some some kind of silly phrases over four chords and it's like, God loves me, Jesus loves me. There's a time and place for that, but I, I often am drawn to, you know, creative work that's just real honest and talks about struggle well and if you don't believe there's honesty in christian music you've obviously never listened to chris rice this is true <laughs> you know nothing really uh helped me in my my deep depression like smell the color nine <laughs> <laughs> like what if cartoons got saved <laughs> mm, mm, that really got lifted me. you right out of the pits <laughs> i have a good friend who who you know got right through her eating disorder because of that cartoon <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. We kid, y'all. We kid. Uh, well, see, I think it's time we've come to the show, the part of the show where we talk exclusively about WWE 2015. We should. Um, we, we, we've been waiting a long time to talk about this, and uh-huh. uh, it's a request that you know our, our hundreds and hundreds. One oh my gosh, of we get listeners have, yeah. have asked that we do. The reason why we've been asking for so many emails is because we just get bombarded with nothing but emails for uh, WWE 2K15. Yeah, and we really just we just not we just don't know what to say about it. It's just what a game. Yeah, and uh, you know, um, it's time for us to give our thoughts. I think. I think so too. All right, guys. Sorry, we had some uh, technical technical difficulties there. Um, uh, we, we maybe probably, we'll be able to recover that. Uh, I hope so. But I mean, that two and a half hour expose on WWE 2015 was man. some of our best work. It, I, I, I think so. I'm really bummed that we lost it. Man, I, I hope we can get it back. I I'm so gonna have too. to try and find some kind we'll of see. a recovery device we'll or find our digital net and just yeah. throw it out there and see what we yeah. get. But anyways, hey, thanks for listening. Yeah, it's been a great show. It's, it's been great. great. We are uh, on the couch in the room that I mentioned before. The window His is man open. cave that his wife hangs out in all the time? Yeah. It's not our, a man cave. It's, it's our family cave. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a man cave, it's a fan cave. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> With the windows open, it's a beautiful day. It's a great day to talk about faith and nerdy things. We appreciate your listening to our show. We appreciate um, you supporting us. Uh, we love making these episodes. We love talking about... Uh, the things that we love, and we love talking about our faith. We hope that um, you are encouraged by what we do. We hope that you are encouraged to find good and fun things to do in your spare time. And uh, it's, it's just a great day. Yeah. Anytime is. we get to do this, we're blessed to do it. So thank you for letting us do it, and thanks for listening. Would you like to wrap us up, Luke? Sure. I mean, I think you just did, but... Okay. Sure. Yeah. Guys, we'll see you next time.
If I become like you 